Hello, we want to welcome you to the Heights Baptist Podcast. Our mission here at Heights is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. And so part of the design of our podcast is really to help you take your next step of faith, no matter what that may be. So here on the podcast, we talk about issues of theology, uh, day-to-day life, things that are happening in our culture, and how those all weave in and out and come together. And so we are in part two of a series on mental health, and that is coinciding with a sermon series uh, that I'm preaching on Sunday morning called A Journey to Healing. And so you can find uh, those sermons here on our YouTube page, uh, also at our website, heightschurch.org. And so for part two, I have my co-host back. She came back for part two. Like that's, <laughs> I stuck around. That's something to be said for that. <laughs> but, it's but, a fun place to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're doing a great job, by the way. Thanks. So I don't know if you, like arm wrestling Matt Hogan's going to happen to see who is now the co-host or not. Um, or y'all could just replace me at some point. And I don't mind coming back for some time, <laughs> okay. but I don't, don't want to take it on. You don't want to take it on weekly. No. Yeah. Well, no. Daniel Perrin mm-hmm. is uh, back again and... Uh, just real quick, uh, for those that may be joining us for part two who haven't watched part one, who, okay. we encourage them to go back and watch Please. part one. Yes. Um, just tell us real quick about your family and, and kind of what you do, what, what you're studying right now. Okay. Um, so I, my family, I am married to Carrie mm-hmm. Perrin. That's my husband. Uh, we've been together. Oh, shoot. I don't remember the years. Just say high school. <laughs> that was high good. School, <laughs> Since high school. Uh, I'm a year older than him. Okay. So uh, we have three children, and uh, they're they're all in student ministry right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got a freshman, a seventh grader, and a sixth grader. Yeah. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's, I love this age. Yeah. Um, th- getting to see that independence that they have mm-hmm. and their own person. Getting their own personalities yes. and things. Oh yeah. 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 Two boys and a girl. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Um. Oh, you asked what I do. What you do, and, and, and I know you're doing some studying, uh, you know, some master's work. So tell us about I that am. real quick. Okay, yeah. sure. So um, I'm currently working at uh, Brazoria County Alliance for Children. We are a child advocacy center. Okay. Um, my job as a family advocate is I work with the family members of the, the, of the possible victim of a child victim of abuse. Right. So um, I work with the family during that kind of crisis moment, mm-hmm. um, providing resources to make sure that that child and that family can be um, restored and moving toward right. uh, hope and healing. One aspect of our child advocacy center that we, our model, we're able to have counseling offered, mm-hmm. um, specifically trauma-focused counseling. So that's my main reason for studying yeah. uh, clinical mental health. Okay. So I'm um, in my second year of that. I think hopefully I have two more years left. Okay. So yeah. um, my goal is to uh, practice counseling at Brazoria County Alliance okay. for Children as a counselor there. Um, but... I, I know that my help is not limited there. I, sure. I'm willing to help out wherever yeah, needed. That's so. awesome. No, yeah. that's great. And so last episode, we kind of looked at mental health, which we say mental health obviously is a big, big swath of a lot of terms yeah. that are going to come under that. Um, but looking at, and, and this is where I really encourage folks, if they're joining us for the first time, you know, mm-hmm. go back and watch because 
I think it was a very good discussion on how sometimes we can put some stigmas on people. Yeah. You know, as Christians, and we're obviously speaking very broadly here, not just about our church or anything like, but just mm-hmm. in Christianity, we can look at someone else who's struggling as a believer and say, you know, you, you're lacking faith right now, or, you know, just study harder and pray harder. Yeah. But uh, that's not the culture I, I think, you know, you and I talked about that we see in the Gospels. We, we see right. Jesus really going to people who are having some issues in their lives. Yes. And um, I think we would want, you know, definitely at Heights, we want to create that environment where it's safe to be able to say, I need some help, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you brought up some really good points on the importance of, of smaller groups, getting mm-hmm. to know people maybe one-on-one. Um, just not kind of being the face in the crowd yeah. on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I know that's the easy part, <laughs> but but getting to know some people, getting to trust some people mm-hmm. um, to where you can build that trust to be vulnerable and, and share your story. And, and a lot of times what we talked about last episode is once you start sharing your story, you really find those common themes among people where you're yeah. like, well, gosh, I don't know you struggle with that too, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, but that's the way God works in the body of Christ is he puts us together for a reason yeah. to be able to really help each other out. And so what we want to do this episode, I, I think is model a little vulnerability. <laughs> I know that's hard, <laughs> but I'm, I'm also, a pro at it. By you're now. a pro and you know, <laughs> I'm just a person that wears my emotions no. on my sleeve yeah. anyway. So, you know, um, I've always told people, I'm like, you're, it's really not hard for you to know if I like you or not. Like, you're going to know pretty quick if I like you or I don't like mm-hmm. you. I mean, I'm just one of those. I share my thoughts and feelings all the time. And <laughs> maybe some say too much. And, uh, but, okay. but, but it's just kind of, I, I want to share my story a little bit. And if you're comfortable, share a little bit of your story. Sure. Um, because I want folks to see, hopefully practically at the end of this episode, that there are steps that they can take if they're struggling, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, and, and, and hope for them. And then we also want to talk uh, about as parents, you know, I mean, <laughs> parent, two middle schoolers, high school or high schooler. I mean, man, these kids right now, they're going through, they're going through stuff we didn't go through. Yeah, at, at younger at, ages. At younger mean, ages mm-hmm. and different levels than what we experienced yep. uh, growing up with different, you know, things within our world today. And just as parents, how we can talk kind of with our kids about this. So, um, so I'm going to go first if that's okay on, (laughs) (laughs) and I've shared some of these things, um, off and on just briefly on Sunday mornings at times and in sermons very sporadically over the five years I've been here. Um, but I have shared that there are times I've, I've suffered with some depression in my life, Mm -hmm. um, and also anxiety. Um, there was specifically a time, um, my teenage years, I struggled with a little depression Uh, did not seek any help, did not seek any counseling, really bottled that up, Mm -hmm. quite honestly. Um, And I I got through it in probably some unhealthy ways looking back now, but, you know, wasn't the best there. Um, Then there, November 16, 2010 is where we got our diagnosis with James, uh, who is our youngest son with autism. Uh, He was three at the time. Um, and then in 2014, we experienced something else in our family that was very, very hard. We had a loss. Um, and that sent me into a level of depression I've, I've never experienced. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of the personality that's like this. It's like <laughs> up, down, up, down. And when I go down, I can bounce back. Yeah. You know, and when that whammy hit us, I went down. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, for the first time in my life, bounce 
up. Yep. <laughs> and, um, and so Sandra and I talked and, and I said, there's something going on in me I've never experienced and, and I need to get some help. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> We've known this for, you know, you do. And, um, and so we, we started seeing a grief counselor and it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Uh, because we started seeing that counselor several months later. And I can remember sitting there with her and saying, I don't understand why I'm not done grieving this. Mm. It's been like four months. <laughs> I should be over this. Like, these are the words I'm saying out loud. Like, I should be done yeah. grieving. And she said, no, you're looking at it as grief starts and grief ends. You're looking at it linear, mm. mm-hmm. A, B, where grief is circular, She said, you're never done grieving. You're just going to grieve differently in different ways throughout your life. She said, 20 years from now, something's going to trigger and you're going to grieve for a moment. And then you're going to get out of that grief, you know. And and sure enough, that's, (laughs) you know, that's held true, Mm -hmm. especially just right now being a a parent of a son with severe disabilities. Um, You know, he just had his 15th birthday party. And it was a Blues Clues birthday party, you know. <laughs> we had a blast. He loves Blues Clues. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can sit back and, and for a moment, and, and I think next year will probably hit us a little harder because next year he'll be 16. And there's times when he turns those ages, we grieve those milestones yeah. that he's missing. Yeah. You know, now we're very thankful for him. We love him where he is. I mean, you know, he's just a, he's a ball of fun. <laughs> but it, it's, you know, we, we've had to learn over the years where we're always going to grieve Yes. certain parts of his life that he's missing. Like, you know, your, your children will be able to experience that he, he yeah. doesn't in that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that part was kind of interesting for me was, was that depression that whew, I got all the way in. Um, I did some medicine for a time with mm-hmm. that, um, you know, through our, our counselor. And again, I, I know not all Christians are going to agree with Christians using medicine and, and things, but I'm okay if they disagree with me. I, I knew at that moment that's what I needed, but yeah. I knew it was it was situational for me. Yeah. It was a, a really a, a situational type depression. Um, coupled off of that was something I never also experienced, but um, I've had two very legitimate panic attacks, and one of those was in that period of depression. Hmm. Sandra was away with some friends. Um, you know, I don't remember what they were doing, but they, you know, they were in town doing some stuff and had the boys at home and just kind of got in that loop and cycle of thoughts that weren't good. Yeah. And I thought I was having a heart attack. Like I didn't yep. know what this was, <laughs> you know? And I mean, I can, and she's asked me like how I could describe it. I was like, the best I can describe it is just, I mean, like literally I, I was showing the signs of a heart attack, like I'm within my chest, but I was telling her, I was like, I felt like the walls were just like closing in and my world was getting dark, you know? And so I had to call her. I'm like, I, and I, I said this, I was like, I don't know what's happening with me, but I need you to come home <laughs> like <laughs> now, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and so since then we, we figured out that that was a panic attack and we've, we've tried to take some steps, you know, now when I've had the signs of those coming, um, cause they can hit, if people struggle with those, you know, they can hit at just random yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And so the other one is, um, uh, a few years ago, we, we had a funeral service that day for Bob Bulow. I don't, I, I know you may know Brenda. I don't know if you knew Bob, but mm-hmm. just sweet guy, great man of our church, just great man of God. And he had um, developed some cancer that just really just, he, he went very quickly. Mm-hmm. And 
So we were having his funeral, and there was probably a lot of other things, you know, going on in life. I mean, as pastors, we only work one day a week, right? And, you know, right. so there's all kinds of easy <laughs> stuff. But I can also remember that day, our staff had turned in all their budget request forms, and Dawn needed the forms, and I lost the forms. All of them? I lost all the budget <laughs> request forms. I don't know where they went. I okay. still to this, this is several, you know, years from now. But I can remember, like, frantically searching from in my office, and like, I, I can't find these forms. I can't mm. find these forms. I can't, you know, and so I had Bob's funeral coming. I've now lost all the budget forms, other stresses of life. And yeah. I mean, like it hit. And so I went home and it's an hour before the funeral starts. And I'm, I mean, I'm full, like shortness of breath. Walk, and I walk in and I told Sandra, I said, I'm having a panic attack. Mm. Here is my phone. I'm going to lay down on the bed. I'm going to turn off the lights. I'm going to lock the door. No one comes in to get me for 30 minutes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you come get me in 30 minutes, but no one else has access to me right now. That's perfect. <laughs> and she's like, okay, you know what I mean? Uh, and so I'm going to get to kind of tips and, and yeah. tools that we've learned in a minute. But I mean, that, that's kind of just a little of my story of mm -hmm. there's times where, you know, I, I think, I t you know, a little, I get those little twinges of panic attacks happening. Now I've learned how to deal with some of those, yeah. but I don't know what, what are you kind of, where have you been on your journey? So, um, mine is, I'm a little bit less situational. Okay. Um, I, it's not like, let's not, um, psycho, psychoanalyze me, but, um, <laughs> I, I am a doctor, you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not that kind of doctor. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so I'll just kind of start when I started looking for help. I, okay. Cause I, I feel yeah. like I've kind of always dealt with depression okay. specifically and, in, and just realizing recently, like, Oh my gosh, I've been anxious all my life. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, it came to a point when I realized I needed help when there was starting to like suicidal ideations were okay. st starting to become really very real for mm, me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm talking, I'm married with my three kids right. already. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, I could, I, I could go back and tell you the progression mm. a little bit where, um, I grew up in the church. I'm a pastor's daughter. Right. Uh, I married Carrie. He's yeah, a yeah. pastor. So, yeah. um, to silently, silently kind of go through that, those stigmas, mm. uh, within myself, mm -hmm. um, and thinking there's what's, I know I'm a believer, but why do I not have this joy, this abundant life? Yeah. And there, there, something is wrong with me. And mm. so I'm just like pounding on myself, like, where's mm. my sin? Let's right. figure this out. Yeah. And then with anxiety, um, that kind of, I don't know, it all meshes in there mm -hmm, together. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so finally, when I realized this is kind of life, this is very life altering now. Yeah. Um, I, my first step was after having that dark moment of like, I have a plan and I'm not happy with this plan. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I told Carrie, yeah. I'm like, this is a problem. Mm. And um, then we just, I started looking. So I'm counselor minded. I studied right. counseling in college. And so I had no problems like trusting a good counselor. Yeah. My issue was we're a poor pastor's family and <laughs> I need to find someone who's affordable and yeah. I know who's affordable, the church. Yeah. So, um, I found, um, a local church that offers counseling through them. And, 
I stumbled upon a lovely lady. She's a pastor's wife as oh, well. Yeah. And so we just had that connection already. Cool. And she helped me see, uh, as I'm sharing my, my story, yeah. like, Danielle, you're, you're dealing with some, just in the beginning, she's like, this is yeah. depression yeah. at the very least. And yeah. we're concerned for your life now. And I'm concerned for my life. So yeah. um, I spoke to a doctor and got started on medication. Yeah. And that conversation, I, I, I enjoyed our conversation about that, she and I, because um, she said, what's neat about medication, if you use it properly for these incidents, instances, yeah. is um, it kind of helps stabilize yeah. to where you have, a, you have clarity of thought, right. and then you can start applying the, yeah. the tools, the techniques, and kind of get to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Some people do have, there's something broken with their mind. There's right. things that aren't, there's chemicals that yeah. are not at, in balance, and they might have to be on medication. Right for question mark. Yeah. Um, others. So kind of where I am in my journey is, um, that wasn't like 2015. Mm. Um, and that was after I had it, my wake up call was me and then realizing, cause I had just lost a loved one to suicide mm. and I was like, I don't want this. So, right. yeah. um, but my, my journey and understanding of like, I was dependent, I depended on the meds for a long time. Mm. It was a lot easier to go that way. Right. And life just kind of kept getting harder and harder. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was doing counseling alongside of it uh, yeah. here and there. But um, I'm now to uh, the point where I'm realizing, I think I've experienced a lot of good, solid spiritual he healing mm -hmm. and um, learned a lot about myself and through counseling. So my journey right now is... Um, kind of weaning off the meds. I say this very carefully because I, I don't, I, I'm doing this with the help of psychiatrists. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying it's for everybody, but I do. I also want to step out in faith and trust that God can be a healer. Right. And I've learned, we can talk about the techniques and stuff, the things yeah. that I've learned to kind of, um, yeah. help me. Yeah. But a lot of that has been with the help of counselors. Yeah. Different ones. Yeah. So. And I, I, I think, I mean, this this could be like four podcast episodes, probably on discussion. <laughs> but discussion of meds and mm -hmm. faith, and you know, because you you are going to have some folks who say, you know, you're a Christian, no, yeah. no meds like that. The Bible's the Bible. Listen, I I bleed the sufficiency of Scripture. I mean, that's mm -hmm. I am the Bible is the Bible. It's the Word of God. Um, I believe it's sufficient in all things. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I do recognize that God created people who created medicine and, and God, as you said, is a healer yeah. who works divinely with touch and also through medicines like yeah. the Advil I took on the way over here because my back was hurting. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and yeah. so um, I've always looked at medicine and mental health is sometimes it is a needed step. It really is. And yeah. we don't need to feel ashamed of that. Mm -hmm. We don't need to say there's a blanket. Yes. No. Yeah. Um, you know, for me kind of, and you, you alluded to a little bit, it was, it was situational for me. It was to help me kind of bounce yeah. back, mm -hmm. you know, once I got back to my normal self, like mm -hmm. I didn't need it anymore. You know, now at the same time I was praying, I was reading my Bible. I was seeing a counselor and God used all those things yes. redemptively, mm -hmm. you know, um, because I think one thing I was thinking about 
the other day in this series we're doing on Sunday morning is a lot of times when we think about salvation and God redeeming us, we always think of our, our spirits, you know, our souls, like mm-hmm. he's saving your soul. But we know in the end, you get the new resurrected body that we, you True. know, we yeah. talked about through First Corinthians. So plug for our First Corinthians 15 series. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Let's put those product placements in there. <laughs> but then we don't think about our minds. Yeah, you're right. Like God's restoring the whole you. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's, that's salvation. He is fixing what's broken in us. Yes. And so, yes, we get the, you know, the new, the new spirit. We're born again. We get the new body one day, but we get the new mind. Yeah. And, and right now, yes, we have the mind of Christ, as the Bible says, but we're still dealing with some old stuff yeah. in there, mm-hmm. you know, and um, generations of brokenness. Right. Or in your case, as you said, years of depression. Yeah. That maybe went undiagnosed or, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, in the generations we grew up in, not trying to date you or me, but I mean, you didn't talk about this as much no. in the 90s Mm-mm. as we do now, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And so looking back at all of those, and, and that was what was interesting with us in our, our grief counseling is as we began to meet with the grief counselor, we met with her individually then as a couple, um, she said, you know, you got James's diagnosis in 2010. This, this hit your family in 2014, the other loss. And she looked at me and she said, you're double grieving. Mm. She said, you haven't grieved the, di- grieved the diagnosis of your son. Mm-hmm. All you guys did was mask this. And now this has happened and it's brought up this. Yep. And so now both things have emerged to the service. And, you know, being the humble person that I am sometimes, I looked at her, I was like, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember telling her, I was like, you're wrong. That was four years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm good. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and then I had to come back two sessions later. I was like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never, you know, but sometimes we can do that in life. Yeah. Is we can push something down. Yep. And then something triggers and whoosh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, where did that come from? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important then to, as you said, recognize that, seek help. And so, so let's kind of just talk a little bit of some things we've learned, maybe some techniques, tools, you okay. know, uh, that, that just personally mm-hmm. you've developed uh, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll share mine too, but if you want to go first, so put sure. you on the spot with that. That's yeah. what the host can do. I can ask the questions. <laughs> um, so I am still, I, I would like to say I'm still learning a okay. lot of those things of yep. what works for me. Um, I have a really great counselor who's very patient with me and guiding me through this, but um, I, on the spiritual level, because you're, we're here. Sure. Um, <laughs> and it's legit. Right. Uh, on a spiritual level, what has really helped me is kind of like get rid of any sort of expectation requirements. Okay. So um, if like, say I, I, I'm in the middle of like a, a Bible study where I'm regimented in it, mm-hmm. I have to put that aside okay. because um, just that requirement, they, it's an anxiety building for gotcha. me. Okay. So um, I kind of have like a free flow moment okay. of, I don't have a certain amount of time. Um, Usually I, I do have to kind of like say, okay, I have five minutes. What am I going to do this five sure. minutes? But um, journaling, um, okay. sometimes I need to play like relaxing just music. Okay. Um, and just let me be with God. Right. Um, other things are, um, my counselor has taught me um, cognitive distortions. 
of like my thoughts that right. aren't good for me. Okay. Um, like I have a lot of shoulds mm. in my mm. uh, talk in my head okay. and capturing that and saying, gotcha. is that really a requirement? Yeah. Um, I kind of, I also need just five minutes of breathing. I sometimes forget to breathe. Sure. And that's an anxiety yeah. thing too. Yeah, yeah, that's an anxiety thing. Um, yeah. And so that's hard too because yeah. um, you, you do just kind of have to pretend like nothing yeah. else matters in the moment. Yeah. So those, but man, once it's done, and I love that feeling of when you breathe out and it, there's like a release almost right. of that tension. Yeah. And it's a hallelujah and yeah. all, <laughs> all of the things. Um, yeah. So that's what comes to mind okay. immediately. Yeah, no, no, no. And okay. I, I'm going to start off kind of with some of mine and they're going to be a little bit similar. Um, some of the techniques I've learned because I can spiral in negative thoughts too. I mean, that's, that's part of depression that we, we can struggle with mm -hmm. is you get in your head and you just get in a, a roll of, yep. of things, mm -hmm. you know? And so how you, um, change the loop is what I call it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got to break this loop with the new loop, yeah. you know? And so for me, scripture memory is one of those things that just helps me break my loop mm -hmm. that if I'm getting into negative thoughts and, um, or I'm, you know, getting into depressive thoughts or how, you know, uh, Colossians three, one, man, I need to set my mind on things above where Christ is seated, you know, and just, so there's just certain verses. I just start telling myself, yeah. you know, uh, because we're really good at listening to ourselves. We're really bad at preaching the gospel to ourselves. Yeah. And there's a big difference mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. because we can listen to our internal monologue, which is not always healthy. Right. So then to break the loop, I've got to start sharing the gospel with me mm -hmm. and sharing the scriptures with me. You what know? is true? I can have my own yeah. little church service. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. And so, so that's what I do. I mean, I start thinking about my identity, who I am in Christ. And, you know, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, no, no, the Lord loves me right now. God mm -hmm. redeemed me. Christ came for me, you know, and so, so I'm having to replace that loop with the new loop, yeah. you know, um, so that helps me kind of mentally, you know, and of course, prayer, scripture reading, uh, I think an ongoing, as you said, time with God, mm -hmm. you know, what that's going to look like, journaling, I've mm -hmm. journaled over the years, uh, just kind of trying to get those thoughts out yeah. on paper, express them, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's some friends I talk to, you know, that I have trust where yeah. I can go to and say, man, I'm really I'm struggling with this or mm -hmm. I need some prayer here. You know, so I think those are important. I know you have some of those folks in your lives as well. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think just overall, and as far as anxiety goes, you said it too. I mean, kind of, you got to pull yourself out of that situation, whatever it is. Yeah. You got to learn to recognize those signs a little early. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to learn <laughs> to recognizing, okay, I need to, I need to get up. I need to get out of yes. this. I need to, you know, get quiet, process, pray, you know, what those, I think those things are different for each person, how they, yeah. they do it. I mean, I need to get still, I need to get quiet. I need to get away from people, mm -hmm. um, which is hard as an extrovert, but you know, those are the <laughs> steps. And so I think there's, there's steps that you need to figure out what works for yeah. you, mm -hmm. you know, but I think one of the things we both can speak positively to is some counseling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it having helps to someone have that to outside talk to. perspective, yeah. um, a safe person or there's no, nothing's bad here. Right. You know, yeah. and, um, it actually is very, they, it's amazing how counselor can normalize right. a lot of the things that yeah. you're experiencing. Well, and I think too, one, you know, I, and I want to spin this just quickly. 
we've kind of talked about counseling in the sense of when things go bad, you know, mm. I think counseling's good when things are still going great, yep. you know? And so, and I, and I know sometimes people are like, what <laughs> is I, I have a, I don't want to say a personal counselor, but I have a guy who's my counselor who works specifically with pastors. Mm-hmm. He used to live in Houston. Now he's in San Antonio. So we can zoom now, mm-hmm. but he, he counsels pastors. I check with him, within him, you know, a couple times a year. Just check-ins. That's great. I mean, just, it, it doesn't mean my life's falling apart. Yeah. It's just like, hey, man, just want to check in. Here's what's been going on. Here's, mm-hmm. you know, and there's still sometimes he can see some things, yeah. you know. Um, Sandra and I, we've done marriage counseling over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, not because our marriage was falling apart and it was bad. There's just times we need a third person yeah. to talk things through with mm-hmm. and, kind of do check-ins on our marriage, mm-hmm. you know? And so I want people to hear that. I like and I that. think that's important is yeah. we don't have to wait until DEFCON 4 You're to right. go, I need counseling. Like you can use it anytime. Yes. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're always going through shifts and changes and yeah. adjustments. So right. just that's to good. have that outside perspective, yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah.